This year, don't just listen to the reports, live the reports. Join Western Outdoor News on a one charter in 2023 aboard the best boats in the business like the Toronado, Island Spirit, Black Pearl, Fury, El Dorado, Ranger 85, and much, much more. Every one charter features a Western Outdoor News reporter and photographer, jackpot prizes, and supply packs filled with sponsor giveaways for every angler. Check out wonews.com slash charters and come fishing with Western Outdoor News. Striper bites are catching anglers off guard. Irvine Lake is filling up, but is it enough? Lake Havasu expecting a million dollar launch ramp renovation and more on Western Outdoor News. This is Western Outdoor News. Welcome to the Western Outdoor News Podcast. Today we're going to talk about the February 3rd, 2023 issue of Western Outdoor News. I'm joined by Mike Stevens, and let's run through some of the big headlines. Uh, let's start at page one. There's no better place to start, in my opinion. Page one. What's the uh, what's the big story on page one this week, Stevens? We like that story about uh, Irvine Lake getting over a billion gallons of water from all these storms. We've been following the storms for the last month keeping track of snowpack and stuff like that but we haven't really really checked in in southern california yet we saw that photo the before and after photo um and that got us digging a little deeper so i reached out to marlon mead who was always a regular site at irvine lake um before within its heyday which wasn't that long ago it's kind of what would you say. say would be the the heyday years of irvine <sighs> In before, back when you could rent boats and they stocked giant trout and they had a... It's been closed to boats for how many years now? I think oh, geez. Like five or four or five. It, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's starting to seem like a long time ago. And before that, I mean, it was it was probably one of the best yeah, Southern was, California lakes. Yeah, for Orange County and L.A., it was very, very important. Now those everybody who used to fish Irvine, I mean, you can still fish Irvine now. It's back to some degree in stocking trout, but... A lot of those people had to, you know, go into San Diego County and Riverside County, especially for trout fishing, because they're, I mean, Irvine Lake really was out there by itself. There's not a lot going on around there. Um, So I talked to Marlon, and he was fired up about all the water going in there. He said it's it's kind of put a damper on the trout fishing right, right out, you know, at present time, because the water's dirty and cold. Um, but long term, you know, he was uh, pretty fired up about the whole thing. He was talking about bass fishing there. He predicts it to be a big bass lake again, um, partially because uh, they're stocking the smaller trout that bass eat. And yeah. and you mentioned we talked about the boats. You know, he he's of the opinion that these lakes that um, don't rent boats or rent electric-powered boats, stuff like that. They, The bass get comfortable, and they live longer, and they just get fat on trout, and he thinks that's going to happen at Irvine. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also said a lot of catfish are biting right now in the dingy water, but obviously for, I mean, the big thing is the lake's filling back up, just kind of like a lot of these lakes are, you know. Yeah, it's good to see. I mean, even, uh, even seeing these before and after photos, it just makes you think, oh, man, we might be back to the, to the glory days of Irvine. Yeah, you know, yeah. The I next mean, step is allowing boats again. Yeah, he said that the water district and the county were working together real well, and, I mean, you never know. Uh, I don't know exactly what it would take for, for it to return to what it was, 
but um, this is certainly a step in the right direction. Absolutely. Uh, so let's talk about another step. Let's step all the way over to Lake Havasu and the infamous Site 6 launch ramp. Yeah. Some we were, <laughs> major dollars hitting, hitting that launch ramp. Yeah, we were just watching videos about Site 6, and I had no idea what a, what a scene. Right. <laughs> what a scene it is there. But, yeah, yeah Site 6 is um, one of, if not the only, free launch ramp in, in Lake Havasu. Um, and there's a, a grant, um, uh, it's called the State Lake Improvement Fund um, grant program that it sounds like it went away for a couple years and now it's back. And there, that grant is um, providing $800,000 to um, replace the launch ramp there at Site 6 and do other improvements. And Lake Havasu City is kicking in about four, $446,000 on top of that. Wow. So it would be interesting to see what they do. Um, I mean, we'll we'll be out there for Striper Derby, and it's not that far away from where we hang out. So yeah. maybe, I mean, it'll probably be too early to see anything this year, but we can keep tabs on it. Well, it's always interesting to hear these types of numbers for when, whenever they're making improvements somewhere, and even, even park lakes or something like that. You hear, oh, there's a big million-dollar renovation. Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't always correspond with like, oh, this looks like a million dollars. So it'll be interesting to see how this pans out and actually what changes are made. And what's special about Site 6 is it's the only free launch ramp in all of Lake Havasu. Mm -hmm. So that's why uh, it gets gets a lot of attention because (laughs) there's the weekend angler that looks at the map and says, oh my gosh, I'm not going to Windsor. I'm not going to pay to launch. I'm going to sit in a line that's two hours long. (laughs) <laughs> and launch at site six. Yeah. So let's uh, let's keep our eye out on that, and we'll see we'll see what that renovation looks like. Did they offer a timeline for when they can expect some some movement? No, I I dug around quite a bit. I didn't I didn't find anything along the lines of a timeline. But um, I know the locals are are pretty stoked for it. And um, like I said, I mean we'll be out there every year or twice a year with our other event, you know, lawn bass. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we can just keep swinging by and updating what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, so th- those are two of the, the top stories on the front page. Uh, let's actually talk about one more item on that front page, and that's saltwater. So there is some saltwater fishing going on right now. Let's talk about uh, what's out there and what are some of the reports that we're seeing uh, just right here on page one. Right, like, uh, obviously, the, we're... It's rockfish closure time, so the local boats, the half days and three-quarter days, and they're, well, and private boaters too for that matter, but um, you're, they're targeting bass, sculpin, um, further north, sand dabs. I mean, we got a photo on page one of a guy with a whole string of at least 10 of them, it looks like. But um, up around Oxnard, Santa Barbara, they're getting... Um, a mix of the sand dabs and, and big sand bass. Like it seems like this year there's been, and I started noticing at the end of last year, um, kind of a sand bass resurgence. Um, more big ones are being caught. I mean, a decade ago or more, you know, you can go out and catch all you want. And, you know, there's a lot of opinions of what happened to the sand bass, but I'm sure it's just cyclical like everything else. But this year in terms of the rockfish closure, the sand bass are, sliding in there and filling the gap 
left by them. I've, I've seen similar reports from the Dana Wharf boats. Um, they're getting both sand bass and calicos, but that's pretty much going to be the story right now. Um, unless sea bass bite really early, it's going to be, um, you know, bass, uh, halibut, dabs until the rockfish closer, you know, opens back up. Mm-hmm. Okay. So looking forward to the, to the other reports, let's start with, uh, with the surf report. I know Ben is not here right now, but, uh, this, this surf insights sponsored by anglers fish and mate that was, uh, that's featured in every issue of Western outdoor news. The, the overall takeaway of the surf report right now is fair along the entire coast, except all the way up in Northern California, they're starting to see some, some good surf fishing. So the, the overall perspective is, Hey, there's still, there's still fishing to be had out there. There's still <laughs> fish to be caught. Uh, but right now is obviously with the wind and the weather, uh, not the best time to be a surf fisherman along the California coast. Um, but if you keep going down the coast, we can see our Baja report compiled by Pat McDonald. It is, there are two hot spots, one at the very northern end of Baja at Ensenada, and then all the way down, down in Cabo San Lucas is also a hot spot. So talk about Ensenada, Stevens. Yeah, Pat, Pat did a little mini feature on Ensenada um, about a close um, option for private boaters, really. But um, San Diego, it's within range of trailer boaters out of San Diego. Um, it's a place where you can catch rockfish all you want during the closure up here. Um, they get winter yellowtail sometimes, and um, you've highlighted Baja fishing convoys and some of the trips that they take. But anytime we we can share options for an ang- for anglers when they can't fish for what most people are going to fish for this time of year, mm-hmm. um, we like to do it. So that was well-timed um, by Pat in this week's Baja section. Well, my favorite thing in the Baja section right now is the, the headline of this story. It's Ensenada is an exotic, but it's close and easy pickings. Right. It's, it's not too much different than up here in our San Diego <laughs> fishing. Um, but, uh, but it's there and it, it's productive and, and rockfish are wide open right now. Absolutely. So let's take a quick break right now and then we'll come back. I have a fun game I want to play. They just released states with the most registered anglers. I want to play a quick game with you and see if you can uh, guess some of these stats that were just released today. Do you hear that? It sounds like cash to me. That's the Suzuki spin-to-win wheel that you have the chance to spin and win for cold, hard cash. That's right. Suzuki will be giving away up to $5,000 at the 2023 Troutcast Derby at Lake Cuyamaca. With 16 big fish winners awarded across two days, this is a family fun trout tournament that you won't want to miss. The lake has scheduled a massive stocking just before the event. Western Outdoor News will be giving every single angler a goodie bag stuffed with lures and giveaways so everyone is a winner. Visit wonews.com or the link in the show description for details and to enter. That's Troutcast, presented by Suzuki, April 15th and 16th at Lake Cuyamaca. All right, we're back. So before we get to the game that we were talking about with this uh, with this angler statistics that we just got, uh, we actually just got them today. 
Uh, let's talk about the cover of this week's issue. This is the February 3rd issue of Western Outdoor News. The cover is this giant lobster. You know, time time is uh, winding down for lobster season as we're in kind of the, the last month here. But how did this cover come along? This was one of those covers that, and this is how it kind of, how, how it works here in winter in the Juan office. Um, this was a cover that arrived in our inbox Monday while we were putting the paper together. Um, the photo was too small that we got, so we chased down the guy who took the photo and I got a better better version of it that was worthy of the cover. And it's an 11-pound 11 11 lobster caught by Drew John Lick, who was, he was fishing with some buddies, and they had 13, 13 legals out of Long Beach Harbor. And another funny thing that I noticed as we were putting the final touches on the paper was this same guy is in the private boater section with lobsters. Oh, wow. So it wasn't – the guy on the cover wasn't actually the guy who sent it. It was a friend of his. And he and the actual guy must have sent the one in the private boater section. And I didn't even put it together. It was the same guy until um, until we wrapped up the paper. So, yeah, he's on – He's on the cover with a great photo of that big one, and he's in the private boater section holding up a few more. So uh, whatever he's doing, he's he, he's, he's doing he's, he's doing, doing it right. right. <laughs> there we go. Um, all right. So speaking of doing it right, let's talk about some of these striper catches that we've seen these days. Yeah, that was another thing I just kind of picked up on when we were putting the paper together. It's no secret that Lake Paris has some stripers in it. They're they don't get caught very often, but the ones that do show up tend to be big ones. Um, there was a 15.8 pounder caught by uh, James Montez, who was fishing with um, Kenny Baldwin, who's Kenny Baldwin's one striper derby. He finishes top mm-hmm. 10 almost every year, but they're not targeting stripers. They're, they're troll, they're fly coring, which is trolling um, big streamers on lead core line. And they actually do that for largemouth. And they did do very well on largemouth doing that. And they're, they're the only guys doing it. But they get a lot of bycatch. They'll catch huge bluegill doing this, during, doing this. And they actually have caught several bigger stripers um, doing that. So there was that fish, the 15-8 caught by Montez. There was another guy who caught a 19-5 just accidentally. He was fishing underspins for, um, for largemouth. So he caught that one on, on light line. And then there was this, another one that came in late, came in as a letter actually. And that was one that was caught in saltwater. It was caught in LA Harbor, um, by Kevin Hester. He was out there. He had, he was targeting halibut, but he also had what he called a bobber rig out there with a live sardine under it. And he saw some surface activity and he drifted through it. And sure enough, he cooked a, he caught a, uh, decent sized striper, not as big as the ones in Paris, but when you catch a striper in, you know, Southern California saltwater, it's always kind of cool. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so two out of two out of Paris, um, one out of L.A. Harbor, and you know, uh, they showed up where they were supposed to. Also, Willow Beach, Diamond Valley Lake. Um, so, but the main takeaway is, I mean, these guys, these guys weren't even really trying for it. No, none of them were. You know, it just it it just kind of happens. Like at Paris, like I said, they'll they'll catch big blue. They even catch catfish on this rig sometimes. And so they're they're really those guys at Paris are no strangers for this happening. But uh, the, the the one in the harbor was extra special. 
extra special. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's get to. I'm, I, ca- I keep calling it a game, but basically, we got a report of the states with the most registered anglers, and it uh, it ranks all fifty states. And out of all fifty states, California pulling in number forty six on the list, and they rank them based on per capita. Right. So, so or you know, population. every for every hundred people, there's X amount of people that are paid license holders. So, just off the top of your head, I'm I'm this is a pop quiz. Out of every hundred <clears throat> hundred people in California, how many have a license? Have a fishing license? <clears throat> yes. Yeah, fishing license. Um, uh, out of every hundred, I would say twelve. <clears throat> Oh, shoot for the stars. That's uh, that's pretty high. Four. 4.1 wow. out of every 100 people. So these numbers show, and you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a guessing game again. This is for you at home, too. How, if it's four in every 100 people, how many people <laughs> have fishing? This is taking me back to like, to like middle school right here. I am not the guy to be asking these math questions so basically how many people in the state of california do you think have a fishing license oh man i don't know one and a half million pretty damn close (laughs) one 1.6 million okay people in the state of california have a fishing license i feel pretty good about that yeah good guess so 1.6 million that's pretty high i'd say that's uh that's a pretty substantial number so factoring in the cost of a license and tags and permits and all this stuff they estimate 67 million eight hundred ninety nine thousand dollars in that's got to be up there i mean i understand why we rank 46th because of our population Mm -hmm. you know but as far as the raw number of people fishing and the amount of licenses we sell and how expensive our licenses are yeah that number's got to be top three if not one yeah exactly so a lot of money coming in and this begs the question this isn't part of the pop quiz you don't have to share mr stevens but uh it begs the question i mean 67 million dollars in the year are we seeing that as license holders (laughs) that's the question Oh man! Throw so, that one out on social media and see what happens. Yeah, I'm sure there's we some, know what happened. Some opinions, but uh, if you have an opinion to that, you know, send us a message on social. Send us an email podcast at wonews.com, or call into our voicemail line using the uh, the phone number in the show description. Let us know what you think. Sixty seven point eight million dollars in fishing licenses. Do we get that back as anglers? Do we see it uh, in terms of? In terms Certainly of not in output, <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. So, uh, so let us know what you think, and and this will be a bigger topic going forward as we uh, as we keep going with the podcast. Maybe we'll share your voicemail on the next show. Uh, so that's just California, by the way. So let's jump over to our neighbor. We were just talking about Havasu. Let's jump over to Arizona. So Arizona is ranked number forty. <coughs> Oof. Ranked number 40. Yeah, it took my breath away. <laughs> uh, and so we're showing 5.8 out of every 100 people in Arizona. Now, it's that's pretty similar to California, but that's just over 400,000 licenses or licensed anglers in the state of Arizona. So with the cost of their licenses and permits and tags and everything, ours was in the 60s, 60 million plus. 
Arizona is at 13 million. So obviously, you know, d- different state, different, uh, different demographic there, but just super interesting numbers to, to kind of put into perspective here. And if you're wondering who, well, who's number one, who's got to be number one on the list of all 50 states. Do you have any guesses? Once I say it, you're going to say, ah, of course. The per capita or the big number? The per, per 100 people. Oh, I was going to say Florida. Mm. Um, but well, let me look. It's not Florida, but Florida's thirty-five, thirty-fifth. Yeah, that's actually higher than I'd think for per capita. Seven out of every one hundred, seven point two. Oh. Yeah, I would just think it would be somewhere that has fresh and salt water. Like that's why Arizona kind of surprised me that they were pretty close to us per capita when they don't have salt water. Well, I would say that this place that's number one has fresh and salt water. Yeah. Washington State. No. Uh, Oregon. (laughs) You're close. It is, I don't know if it's traditionally considered a Western state, but it's probably our second most Western state there is. Hawaii? Our second most. Alaska. Alaska. And the numbers are just staggering. Of course, it's Alaska, but 59 out of every 100 people. Oh my gosh. Has a fishing license in Alaska. And that's, I mean, that only accounts for 432,000 people, but over half of every single person in Alaska has a paid yeah. fishing license. Makes sense, I guess. Yeah. So that's the number one. Uh, there's, there's more to come from this list. I, I can't get enough of it, as you can probably tell. You're probably listening to this like, man. Who cares? But Every, everyone I, I, loves a good list. Right. I think that this is super interesting. Number two is Wyoming. Ooh. Now, that is a beautiful place, but 42 out of every 100 people. And like Alaska, they probably have less than a million people total in the whole state, right? Yeah, probably. I mean, 243,000 uh, people that are paid fishing license holders. And uh, you know what? I'm not going to keep going. Number three, you're probably sitting there wondering, okay, well, what's got to be number three? Uh, it's Montana. All right. And then I'm going to stop there. It's Montana. <laughs> 37 out of every 100 people in Montana has a fishing license. So those are the top three. You see where California ranks. And uh, and there's more to come in Western Outdoor News on this list. I think it's super interesting. Uh, but speaking of interesting things to come, the the shows are back in town. Yeah. Two weeks, right? Two weeks from now, we've got the Del Mar uh, Bart Hall show making its appearance at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. We're going to be there with our booth, uh, getting people signed up for uh, subscriptions and spinning the prize wheel. And that show's back. That is, uh, let me look at the calendar here, that's February 16th through the 19th at the Del Mar Racetrack. So that's the, the Bart Hall show's. And then right after that, we go to the Arizona Open. That's our that's our Juan Bass event. And if you're still looking to join the uh, the AAA list, uh, could use some love. So if you don't have a boat but you want to fish in a professional level bass uh, uh, bass tournament, the Arizona Open is in Lake Havasu, February 22nd through 24th. Uh, and then one week right after that, the next week is the Pacific Coast sport fishing show the pcs show 
That is March 2nd through the 5th. And actually, Stevens, you just talked to Bill DePriest, the man behind the curtain. Yeah. And uh, what are some things that you learned talking to him about the upcoming PCS show? Well, as anyone who has been going to the shows knows, last year was um, was their biggest show. And it's pretty clear that this year is going to set the new high watermark. Um, they've got more halls. They've got more exhibitors. A lot of the um, long-running exhibitors are expanding their footprint. Um, There's going to be a lot more fresh water there. They've been really busy. I mean, if if anybody who follows Pacific Coast Sport Fishing or Bill on Facebook, every day they're announcing new new exhibitors. So there, it's it's going to be a big crowd. It's going to take up a lot more space. And it's it's going to be pretty awesome. I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah, no, we're excited too. We're producing the the show program for PCS show. So as soon as you guys walk into the show, be sure to stay uh, say hi at our booth and grab a show program and see the seminar schedules and all that stuff. Speaking of numbers, it says I found it right here. It says um, they've got seven halls, two hundred seventeen thousand square feet, or five acres of Fresh saltwater tackle boats, travel gear, all the all the good stuff. So it's going to be it's going to be a monster for sure. Excellent. Uh, so that's the PCS show again. That's March second through the fifth. That's a Thursday through a Sunday. Oh, we'll be sure to see you there. And then right after that, <clears throat> making a big return is Day at the Docks. So that's a couple weeks after the PCS show. Day at the Docks comes down to San Diego on march 19th and that's actually after a three to four year hiatus they after covid uh, hit they went to on hiatus and did not have the the giant day at the docks festival down there but it's back and that is march 19th down in point loma along point loma all the landings down there h&m landing fisherman's landing all that so We'll see everybody there. We have a booth there as well. You can come by and uh, and say hi, grab a copy of the paper, and uh, sign up for a subscription. And then to round out the whole show season, the the Bart Hall Show makes its return to Long Beach. And this is March 29th through April 2nd. That's a Wednesday through a Sunday. And the show is back. I mean, it, I know Bart has uh, has been through the ringer to make sure that this show happens, and he's doing a great job. The show's coming together uh, just great, and it's Feb- uh, March 29th through April 2nd. We'll be there as well right at the mm-hmm. entry. Come say hi, grab a subscription, and uh, get some prizes, spin the prize wheel. We're, we're really excited for the show season to be back in full swing, to, to see everybody that we've missed over the past couple years and uh, and to make some new friends at the shows. I know that there's a lot of new faces out there since the shows have been back, so we're excited to see everybody. Yeah. And, What's uh, that? Then on the next thing you know, it's spring. After all that, we're off and running. Exactly. <laughs> so... It's a, it's a great start to the year. We're really looking forward to it, and, uh, and we're reporting on everything in every issue of Western Outdoor News. So if you haven't already, subscribe to Western Outdoor News or head to your local tackle shop or landing to grab the latest copy of the newspaper. All right, guys, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.